Hey everybody, this is Jeff Stevens and this is the Creative Stick Up. Uh, this is a weekly podcast that is devoted to talking to creative and innovative people who are helping businesses build more inspired cultures. Um, and today I've got um, a good friend of mine who I've had the pleasure to work with, Jen Ertley, um, who has her own new uh, consultancy that she's done with a good friend of hers called Radiant CX. And they um, are doing some really interesting things with a lot of interesting big brands that you've heard of and uh, we sat down to talk about it so i uh, hope you like it and have a listen this week we have um, another fantastic wonderful guest from the world of creative culture building um, her name is jen ertley and uh, i have known jen for a long time so say hello Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have you. I thank you, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank All you. Right. All right. Thank you. I'm excited. Okay. And, and Jen, just to give a little background, and you correct me if I'm wrong. So Jen is probably the HR, HR agency HR person of St. Louis, uh, was in at Rogers Townsend for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the great agencies in town, uh, then was at Manifest, which you, you helped make them, I think, the... At, Either they are right now or were very recently just a very hot shop, right? Growing gangbusters. Well, I appreciate taking credit for that. Right? Or <laughs> getting you. credit for that. Yeah. But you had, you had, but you yeah. had some talent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would say I'm the HR person in town, but it's um, it's nice to be considered one of yeah. the um, HR. Well, one, no. of the, one of the good HR people in town. I think um, I've been really fortunate to work for really great agencies mm-hmm. that were doing cool things. Mm-hmm. And we were sort of a, both agencies, um, RT and Manifest, were real magnets for talent because mm-hmm. of the type of work that they did and mm-hmm. the level of work that they did. So I would say um, I had a pretty easy job um, for a long time in terms right. of great talent yeah. being attracted to where, where I worked. And um, really it was more about um, looking at people and determining whether they were going to be the right fit for the culture. Right. Um, we didn't have to do a lot of outreach to get people who wanted to work there because yeah. everybody in town wanted to work there and some from out of town too. Right. That's good. Okay, so we'll, we will come back to that, but okay. I, I wanted to, to just hit on what you're doing now, and then sure. we'll go back. We're, but so now, you yeah. have started your own consulting firm with your partner, Amy. Mm-hmm. It is called Radiant CX, and at its core, tell us what this So I would kind of describe it as... Um, and how you came up with this whole thing. Yeah, well, it, we came up with it um, when we were drunk. Perfect. So- <laughs> Always a good time when ideas... Start popping your head? Oh, yeah. We were like super brilliant glass, that night. Glass, was it wine or tequila? It was wine. Okay. It was red wine specifically. Perfect. So I would highly recommend that if you want to come up with a, a business idea. Business idea. Yeah. Red wine. Um, so I would say it's kind of um, at a high level. It is um, an evolution um, in both of our careers, my career and yep. Amy's career from mm-hmm. kind of where we were to what's next for us. Um, we have enough, we've had enough experience um, in our individual careers um, to where we sort of felt like, okay, we kind of got this, mm-hmm. whatever this is yep. specifically. And so it was sort of time for what's next. What, right. are, we, what are we both going to do next? And we came up with the idea from a couple different angles. Um, one was that it was kind of a good time mm-hmm. in um, our, I guess, um, our culture as a, a business um, to start talking about employee engagement. Okay. And, and at the time when we first started um, you know, working on this idea, we didn't have a, we didn't call it employee engagement. No. We didn't really have a name for it. We just said, 
we just knew that we had come from agencies that yep. had great cultures yep. and we felt like, wow, we could take some of the things that we've learned and apply that to other types of companies that are not necessarily creative. Because right. we, you know, we'd worked in creative fields mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and culture in creative fields, you know, you already have a leg up. Um, in a creative culture because you have really interesting people. Um, a lot of, you know, the, the work is creative, mm-hmm. et cetera. So it's not like you're uh, working, you're not you're not manufacturing, you know, something ball that's... Bearings, ball bearings. <laughs> ball bearings or plastics of right. some sort. <laughs> um, and so you, so anyway, so the, the, I guess the idea for our business came from, hey, we have been really fortunate to work mm-hmm. in great cultures. Mm-hmm. And we want to teach other companies mm-hmm. how to have a great culture. Okay. Um, maybe companies that aren't already set up to have great cultures the way that creative cultures yep, are set yep. up already. <clears throat> and so we, we started talking about it as kind of a mix of HR and mm-hmm. PR. So let's take cool things from HR, not the, um, you know, not, not, no, not to disparage not anybody to that's disparage not. disparage <laughs> all the horrible things that come out of HR, but let's, we're going to talk about a few of those. Yeah, I mean, we can talk <laughs> about like 401ks and stuff like that, right. but that's not very interesting. Oh, so I think we wanted to take all the cool things that were happening in the HR space, space and yep. really that was specific to mm-hmm. employee engagement, mm-hmm. um, and then use uh, Amy's skills mm-hmm. in public relations and communications mm-hmm. to broadcast what we're doing oh. internally okay. and have those, have all that awesomeness and all that community building internally radiate out to mm-hmm. other communities, whether it's clients or partners or vendors yep. um, or customers yep. um, in terms of if, it, if it's a it's a consumer-facing business. If the business and the people inside the business are just... Expensive. As the world of media just split off into a million different pieces and it's you can't buy, you can buy a Super Bowl ad and that's about it, right? To really... The most companies are going to start trying to reach their own people. They're going to start going after these people that they can reach to improve business, right. to improve performance. Right? It's the uh, oh, we do have a dog in here, so there could be some dog problems. There's, right? some, there's some like snorting and right. rolling around that's happening, and it's not Jeff or I. So <laughs> it's a, a, a pup. So the the idea of culture, internal culture, I think mm-hmm. is really really interesting and really. Hot right now, so you, you, I think you've got in on it at the beginning of a way. Yes, yes, we feel feel yes. It it seemed like you know, like I said, we didn't really have a name for it initially. Yeah. yeah. But then when we started doing just even like a little tiny bit of research, Mm -hmm. it was like, holy shit, everybody's talking about this. Um, And really, it was like the the phrases that are thrown around are like employee experience Mm -hmm, and employee mm -hmm. engagement. And um, sometimes it's mixed in with motivation and performance and stuff like that. So there's, you know, it's a lot of stuff that we already knew and that we were already doing, but we just didn't have a methodology for it and we didn't have a name for it. Um, And now we've really put some structure to that. And and it just, it feels like, like every conversation that we have with people, they say, we need that. Or my company needs that. Or some people will say to us, um, oh, have you heard of such and such company? Their culture sucks. You, they need you. Yeah. And and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. If your culture sucks that bad, yeah. I don't necessarily want to work with you because it sucks for a reason. Mm-hmm. And we feel like culture is, it's always set by the founders, right? Yeah. So, you know, Amy and so I... you find that to be true? I mean, I always... Yeah. I, think that's an I always think that's true, but is that really, really true? Like, is that just something we all say, say to ourselves? Like, the founder or the boss has so much influence or it can't well, be turned around? I think, no, I think it can be turned around, but I think, so for instance, if I if I look at RT, that yeah. was <clears> set, <throat> that culture was set by two very, um, that was not my dog, that was oh. you, um, 
the culture at RT right. was set by two very dynamic people who had a vision for yep. the business. And they they said when they set out, we are going to create traditions and we're gonna we're gonna be a different type of agency because they both come from larger agencies that were, you know, publicly traded. And they said we're gonna be a different type of agency. So they were very intentional yep. about their culture. Yep. And when I started there, um, RT had been in business I think about eight years at the time. They're coming up on, I don't know, twenty um, this year. This year, huh. um, so when when I started there, they'd been in business eight years, and they were still, you know, a small-ish agency. I yeah. think we were maybe sixty or seventy people when I started, mm-hmm. and the culture was pretty easy to control yeah, yeah. and to keep <clears throat> those principles alive and to keep, you know, Tim and Tom's vision for it. But yeah. It was pretty easy, and then we experienced some really, really rapid growth. Mm-hmm. But they always said to me, "We need to maintain who this we culture, are as yeah. a company." So, so when I say it's set by the founders, in that case, really easy. Yeah. If you look at a if, at a company that is, you know, much bigger and and publicly traded and has turned over leadership and ownership multiple times, mm-hmm. I think that's harder to point back to the original founders, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. if they didn't try to maintain that but, culture. But it still comes from the top down. Absolutely. From absolutely. The, whoever's well, whoever's I, think in charge. I think it's set at the top, yeah. but it's lived at starting at the bottom Okay. And, and all levels in between. So you come from this agency world, lots of creativity. Mm-hmm. You're going into fortune whatever companies, big big businesses here that are are traditionally not creative. It's funny, 10 years ago, every client I interacted with wanted their ads to be Apple. Now everybody wants their culture to be Google. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder, when you guys go into these things, what do you look at and what? how do you start this process? Um, well, we we have been and very- And they come and say, we need our people to be more happy? By Some, meaning, sometimes, yeah, sometimes, and we're we're pretty quick to to say we're not here to pander to employees and yeah. to, you know, put a put a happy hour together and put a shine on something. You know, we're, we we want to make sure that everything that we do is really legit, for sure, and that can't be made fun of in some, you know, yeah, you know, on some there's, television there's show. A real cynicism, I would say. I had it as an employee to these sorts of initiatives, and I think yeah. the initiatives that worked have to deal with that. Yes, and if we as consultants came in and said, hey, we have this prepackaged list of things that you need to do and we'll run it for you and we'll do all the communications and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. it just wouldn't be genuine, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. even if we spend a lot of time, which we do, learning as much as we can about the company and what they're all about, you know, we're doing some work right now with an air, you know, major airline, you know, in, in we, the, we can't talk about that. <laughs> well, we can talk about it, but we just can't talk at it. Oh. But, but we're doing some work for, for this, you know, big airline that is known for having really, really, really great good co- service <laughs> and really great well, culture. I don't know where that would be. Um, and people will say, people will say, well, why are you doing work for them? They already have a great culture. Okay, because culture is important yeah. to them, and they recognize that it's not perfect, mm-hmm. and it never will be. But they also see, okay, what are you doing? They look at us and they say, what are you doing with other companies that we can learn from? Because right. we think we're doing pretty good, yeah. and they are. They're doing amazing, yeah. and you know, other companies could learn from them yeah. for sure. But I think they like that outside perspective. So mm-hmm. to your question of, well, how do you even start? What do people come to you? Um, you know, asking, well, first of all, we've been very fortunate that we've not had to do any real, like, sort of sales effort. Yeah. Somebody asked us what our sales strategy was, yeah. and I was like, we're a couple hang of broads out. in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. We um, hang out. Yeah, we just, you know, hang out. That's good, but I think that speaks very highly of the need for your service. Like yeah. People hear what you're, you're doing, like, oh, yeah. we need some of that. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And then people, then companies are in various stages, so yeah. some are sort of in the infancy thinking like maybe something bad has happened right like they mm-hmm. they've either you know had a, a downturn in business and they've had to let people go and the culture's not doing so hot 
Um, although we have less of that. I would say we work really, really well and have been fortunate to work with companies that are really on the upswing and they already get it. But in terms of their evolution, some have formed these groups or councils or, or committees to really work on the mm -hmm. culture. Mm -hmm. and, and some we recommend that they do that. And we have a very specific way of recommending that because we don't want it to be another task force or some bullshitty yeah. group that gets together and it turns into like wine club or something like that. We want it to be, although wine, I'm an advocate for sure. as an wine idea starter. Right. <laughs> but, um, but I think that the, um, the companies that we've been fortunate enough to work with have at least a sense of we want to do something different. Yeah. We want to, we have some objective, whatever mm -hmm. it is, like we're, we're going to get the company in a position to sell or go public or we're going to buy another company. And they realize, okay, we need to get our people aligned mm -hmm. to what we are doing as mm -hmm. a company, mm -hmm. what our vision is, mm -hmm. um, make sure that everybody's on board. And sometimes through, the, through this process, we, they learn, we learn that not everybody is the right fit yeah. for that for that organization sure, big, anymore. Yeah. But we don't, you know, we don't ever, you know, we don't sit down and because you're not the HR, guys who come in and whack people. No, I've done a lot of whacking in yeah. my career and it's really miserable. But um, it is miserable. Yeah, it's just uh, it's soul crushing. It's pride swallowing and soul crushing for sure. And yeah. I think um, that's one of the reasons that you know going into business for myself, you know, with Amy, mm -hmm. there were certain things that I said I just don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And 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 breaking awful. people's hearts, uh, you know, professionally is yeah. not what I want to do yeah. anymore. Yeah, I'll do it personally, but right. All day long, why not? Yeah. Heartbreaker. Yeah. Okay, so uh, just to come clean, I work with you guys on a uh, certain client, and that's mm -hmm. been really, really uh, fun for me. And as a experienced designer, to come in and work with you guys, uh, I think you guys have such strong strategic and communication background to get these things going. But at the end of the day, what what's the ideal? Where are you worried? Are you trying to lead a company? Like mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if you have if you could get have your way with something. Where would you take them? Like you come to a company, what what are they looking for? And do they know that if they're asking for this, but what they really need is this? I get a sense that senior management just wants performance mm -hmm. and the people that work there want something very different. And so yeah. you have to marry these things, right? Yeah, absolutely. That That's like a perfect way to say it. So um, when when companies, you, to, to, the, to your question of where are we taking people, mm -hmm. we don't know. We're taking them on a journey. Okay. Somebody asked me this question last night. Okay. They said, you know, what's the, what's the end game and yeah, how do you know when, you've, um, when, you've, when you're successful? Yeah. Well, the point is that the company is, if, if the company is not dying, it's changing and growing all the time. Mm -hmm. And so, so to us, I think we create sort of that scaffolding or that um, structure, infrastructure, whatever, to be able to manage that growth and change long term. Mm -hmm. So it's so a company may say, okay, next year I want to sell. We want to we want to go public and we want to sell. Okay, cool. But mm -hmm. after that, it's not like it's not right. like your work is done, right? right? You know, it's not like oh, now we have a great culture and all the work is done mm -hmm. because people are constantly coming in and out of the organization, and they have to be indoctrinated into the way that the company wants to do business. Um, and to your, to your point, leadership wants business results. We want to sell the company. We want to, whatever. you know, increase our stock prices. Yeah. We want to do whatever. Um, but they they know the smart companies that we're working with know that they can't do that unless they, you know, unless they yeah. work with their people to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then to your point, people are like, well, I just want challenging work. I want to feel like the company's taking care of me. Mm -hmm. I want to be. I want to make a meaningful difference. I want to know where we're going. And the the biggest thing we hear from employees is. We don't, every, sometimes, you know, some companies that we've worked with, they'll say, the vision changes every week. Right. Or the vision changes every other month. Um, so that's which really is, confusing oh, which to Which happens a lot, right? Yeah, it does. And I think, that, I think. Like, the new, the new leader will come in and 
yeah, they'll tweak it or do it or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. It just seems very strange. I could see that. Yeah, and I think some companies so you, are more you get adaptable. that on surveys. People, that's like the number one thing you hear from people. Yeah, or if I just ask them that question, people will say um, either either I don't understand the vision where we're going mm-hmm. and I don't understand my place in it, or right. it changes too much. You know, and it depends on the industry. You know, some bigger Fortune 500 mm-hmm. companies they don't change as much, right? They're, they've yeah. kind of been doing it for a while. Um, but smaller companies that we've worked with, mm-hmm. there'll be a lot of change. And again, it's sort of generally set by the founder and they have more of an appetite for change and a tolerance for it. And employees are just like, oh, now now we're doing it this way. But I think that's a communication issue. Yeah. I think that if people were, were, I don't want to say told, but if people felt like they understood mm-hmm. that change is a natural part of what we're, what we're, we're going to be a part of the, world. the organization that's going to change every day, every week, every right, month. Right. And if it doesn't, that's a bad thing. Yeah. So we need to get on board with that. Right. And as long as we're part of that decision mm-hmm. and are able to give feedback and give our points of view on that, and as long as it's communicated back to us that this is why this is happening, mm-hmm. then I think our, our, you know, supposition is that then it should be okay. Yeah. It all should be okay. And so you help with, with the change management bit of it, the change yes. communication bit of it. Yeah. Because they're going to be changing. Yeah. I mean, that's going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. We're working with a client right now yeah. who is about to roll out this new sort of these cultural initiatives. And, and just for him to stand up in front of his whole company and say, this is important to us. Right. We want to have a great culture. Mm-hmm. And we're you're going to be hearing from us on the subject. And we want to hear from you. Like, that's going to be a huge shift for a company that's never had that. They've never done that before. before. Yeah. Employees will be like, what? Right. Because right. I just never asked. And we're actually going to do some Q&A and mm-hmm. some like live polling during an mm-hmm. event so that they can see that, oh, I logged my opinion and it showed up on a screen. And now they have that information and they're going to be able to take that and, and work with it and come back to us with, you know, yeah. hey, here's what we're going to do next. That's nice. So, yeah. is, so uh, to me, it almost feels like you need need to get does senior management see the value in doing these things or is it is it just a buzzword that they need to get done like every you know if you read a business book mm-hmm. you gotta have a culture like google right so everyone's just like what do we do we need something i just need to feel like we're doing something so yeah. do you get in there and they do, do they genuinely get what you're doing do they, you know what i'm saying i i mean so far yeah. yes we haven't had anybody say you two are a couple of knuckleheads <laughs> i mean not yet i not mean that's yet. still it's, possibility that's yeah, yeah that's that that's out. totally going to happen at some point but i think um, you know when you talk about the google culture yeah. i think and that, there's lots of great cultures out there that just seems to be yeah, one, right i think google what google's deal is is hey we're going to hire these these really young people and we're going to give them so much awesomeness yeah. that they will want to work hours and hours and hours and hours and kick ass for us and hey guess what do because you're going to bring me lunch every day like to like uh, to me that was that's the question that i would ask yeah. if, a, if a company says really, we want to be yeah. like google so do you go in and look at their business model and decide what kind of people they need uh well like, this is what they do they don't they make this thing and so you don't need a culture of entrepreneurs like Google, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> right. Well, I would you say need something else. I think there's a lot of commonality right now in the types of talent that people are looking for, okay. whether it's a bank okay. or a creative firm or whatever. Okay. Everybody wants, they want loyalty, they yeah. want innovation, yeah. they want people who are empowered um, and and big thinkers. <laughs> yeah, there's our dog. <laughs> um, I should let him out really quick. You want me to? Okay, we're gonna stop to let the dog. Oh my God, we're back. Okay, the dog got outside <laughs> and everything is saved, so yeah. that's good. Okay, so we were talking about, oh, I don't even know what we're talking about, but here's what I want to know after this break. The CX in Radiant 
What does that stand for? It stands for community experience. Oh, community experience. And so you're trying to create the community at the at the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're trying to. You know, the idea is that that if you spend time working on your culture, understanding mm-hmm. what people want, aligning them to what the values of the organization are and what mm-hmm. what the leadership objectives mm-hmm. are, that you've now created a, an internal community. There, there a community exists internally, right. Right. whether it's people that actually feel like they belong to right. that community. Like to me, that's the difference between a group and a community. Community is people that feel like they belong and they're contributing yep. to that community. Yep. A group is just a bunch of, it's a collection of a bunch of people, right? So so we want everybody to have that community experience, that sense of belonging in the company. And to me, that leads to retention and loyalty, you know, within the organization and higher performance. What what could, if if someone's listening out there, business, what, is there something besides call you, obviously, to get get informed, (laughs) what could they start doing? What What are some things that you can do just immediately? To improve culture. They could email me or text me too, just for the record. Um, no, I think um, I think that uh, you know our our what we would say right away is make sure that you have a strong point of view and it's articulated about where you're going as a company. Okay. So That's what important. are what are we all about? Why are yeah. we here? People right? people want to know where this relationship is going. Yes, they really yes. do. Why am I here? Yeah. And why if I'm an employee, why do I care? So if okay. you can't as a as leadership, if you can't answer that question for your employees, why are you here? Because a lot, you know, the default answer is to collect a paycheck, right? Yeah. And that's and you know, and you should be lucky money. to have a job. Yeah. Those days are over. Like yeah. like, you know, unless we, you know, hit the skin in terms of another recession or whatever, mm-hmm. you cannot have that mentality of you're lucky to have a job because these these kids, especially kids right out of school, and I've got a daughter that's going to be joining the workforce next year, they think nothing of... There's the UPS man, hold on. <laughs> okay, we're back. The dog's sort of quiet. So you were talking about your kids, kids out of school, what they're looking for. Well, yeah, so they, they just don't think anything of... Um, you know, starting a job and leaving six months later. Yeah. So the the lucky to have a job doesn't apply right, anymore. All. Right. I mean, it does for it does some for people. Some, sure. some people who are older and are truly lucky to have like, a job. Right? You are lucky to have a job. <laughs> but um, but I guess the point is like everybody wants that. You know, everybody wants young talent to yeah. be infused into their organization. Doesn't sure. matter what industry you're yeah. in, yeah. and they want people who are going to stay as long as they as they can as they can make them stay mm-hmm. or keep them there. Um, and have them be, you know, productive and awesome and, and you know, contributing. But I think um, the idea that that you can get, you can't really get away any longer with not having a really clear vision because people will sniff that out. They'll they'll say, well, what am I doing every day? Right. Like, okay, great, I'm making this, I'm doing this, but to what end? Yeah. So having a, you is know, is this a uh, like? Do people want a? vision of the company that is a greater good to society do they want a meaningful vision or is it we want to make more money like most of these public trade companies truly mm-hmm. are about making money yeah. but right. you got to find something more than that right yeah and that's why the whole you know like corporate responsibility yeah. and and social good and all that stuff is is sort of flaring up now yep. more than ever and that's because of this generation that's getting out of school mm-hmm. that says i want to do something that where I can give back. Yeah. Um, that wasn't like my generation or yours. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think we were sort of like, how much can we take? You know, and mm-hmm. like the you know the right. sort of greedy '80s and stuff like that. So, um, but I think that is a part of it. I think you know big companies are are finding ways to do that. Plus, you know, when you hear about climate change or however you feel about that or any other big issue that's happening right now, it's because it's it's so pervasive in the media and it's more on people's radars and you know big companies that are wasteful. You know, we're working with a company right now who is who has said we want to be greener, and they're in a category that's not necessarily 
um, conducive to being green. So right. they have to find ways to yeah. do that, but that's is important it, And they're asking you to help them do that, or is that just something that is on their initiative and you guys know about it? It's it's some it's baked into their values. The okay. And so our role in that is to say, okay, how do we help talk to employees yeah. about it, make sure that they are on board with that, yeah. get some feedback from yeah. them, and then get their ideas on yeah. how to actually how do, do it? that. Right. right. So that's our role is to is to help create those conversations mm-hmm. and help create those pathways to getting those things done. We're not going to be the ones that are come up going to come up with some recycling program. Right. You know what I mean, one of the one of the interesting things that I've noticed since I've been doing this is how I think it's it's interesting that senior management really wants to empower employees, mm-hmm. but when you actually do that and the the rubber meets the road. They get really scared yeah. of doing that, right. um, and it, there's always a lot of hemming and hawing. And can we really trust these people? Or oh, we, and it almost feels the same way that I used to hear brands talk about consumers that consumers are just sheep and we're stupid. And you you never wanted to have your work be targeted at someone who you thought that the brand person was telling you was a moron because that doesn't make for great work and it doesn't make for great culture change. Perhaps. Right, right. It doesn't make for something true. Do you do you feel that? Yeah, I think empowerment is a word that a, tough... a lot of companies throw around, yeah. but they are actually not prepared yeah. to do that. They're not set up. They they are these. They're using antiquated ways yeah. of managing people, and they and they'll just throw it around. And that's yeah. even worse, right? Because yeah. then employees are like, "Oh well, I was told I'm empowered to do something, and then I got my hand slapped for doing totally. it." Totally. The same thing with fear of failure. Yeah. Where companies yeah, yeah. say, you know, we, we want to be disruptive in our category, yeah, yeah. and you know, we want people to innovate. Okay, but as soon as they so so, you know, we can talk about innovation for a second. Mm-hmm. So when when companies say, well, we want our we want to have a culture of innovation, um, but they're not necessarily set up to. It, sometimes it's a department, right? Yeah. Oh, here's our innovation department, yeah. right? Yeah. And those it, guys over there. Yeah, and, the, and they yeah. might be like really awesome guys who are inventors yeah. and and stuff like that. But then it always comes back to, well, are, how billable are they? Yeah. Or you know, same thing with like new business, right? We we learned this in the agency mm-hmm. world, like you know, a new business team has a target on their back from like day one because mm-hmm. the infrastructure doesn't support it. Right. There's always a reason to cut it, whatever. Right. So. If innovation is baked in as part of the values of the company and it's not just a de- department, yeah. um, and you really do things to truly support it. So you can't say, hey, we want you to innovate, but your manager is not somebody that's ever going to take your idea to anybody that means any, you right. know, that, that can actually do anything about it. Yeah. Um, so so you, you can say it, but I it's... I feel like it's, uh, it's fear and control mm-hmm. and bureaucracy, mm-hmm. and there's no, there's no specific reason for it. It's not like anyone is scared of the innovation. It's just... It just comes from a place where senior managers—they almost just fear naturally fearful in in a you know. Yeah. And I'm a huge proponent of do, doing things, learning by doing things. Uh-huh. Like you just got to get doing things. And I wouldn't even. And it seems like we get a lot of this stuff, and it gets slowed down because there's ultimately there's some fear or lack of trust with the actual allowing people to go crazy, right? But or that's, something. Well, that's the thing. When you when you work <clears throat> in your career yeah. and you start out, you know, you're kicking ass as a young person right. and you move up and you move up. The right when you get to that point where you finally have some respect, mm-hmm. authority, um, you can I think and I could speak from experience where you where you start to get this sort of like, oh, I've kind of arrived sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. And now I don't want to do anything that's gonna fuck that up. Yeah. So if a guy that works for me has yeah. a great idea and it's you know, and I think that's the wrong way to look at it, but if, if somebody has a great yeah. idea but it threatens yeah. you in some way, but yeah. I, I think that's you know, that's ego yeah. and that's politics so, but, and but to me it feels almost like that feels like a big 
uh, opportunity to retrain leaders mm -hmm. on how to. I, it took me a while to learn that the role of a creative leader was to sometimes be a creative director, but sometimes just be the writer on the project. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just be the support person. Sometimes right. just be the cheerleader. You know, yeah. you didn't have to be the guy all the time. You just sort of had to make sure somebody was doing all these functions and you filled in. But I think, and I wonder if that's the way forward. Just Well, it depends it, on how safe you yeah. feel in your, you know, as a creative director, yeah. maybe you had leadership that said, that, that didn't expect you to be the brilliant guy at every single meeting, and it, but it rather expected you to foster those things in yeah, the yeah. talent that worked for you. And you felt safe that, hey, I'm not going to lose my job if somebody has an idea, somebody younger, yeah, yeah. whatever, on my team has an idea and it didn't come from me, but right. I supported it. But I'm not going to lose my job because I'm safe, because yeah. I'm well-respected and I'm in, a, in yeah. a place where I've already proven myself to that degree. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that everybody feels that way. Yeah, but that's inter it's interesting to... to just truly getting down to what inhibits innovation mm -hmm. and creativity and fearlessness and all these things that, and empowerment that yeah. every company that comes to you is going to ask for, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just yeah, every single yeah. one. Uh, it there's there's something there, and and right, and uh, sometimes what we see yeah. are these really dysfunctional um, scenarios within companies, mm -hmm. and um, there's really we you know. I don't know that we've gotten to the point yet. It just depends on the relationship with the client. Some clients we can sort of say, we can call bullshit and we can say, yeah. this is going to keep you from yeah. moving forward. But I would say that takes a lot of time yeah. because, you know, we don't, even though I think we are pretty um, professional, professionally direct yes. in, how, in our approach, yeah. um, I still think that you know, we st we're still getting paid by the client to do something, and yeah. you know that's the yeah. same thing. That's the same yeah. thing in advertising, right? That's so, true. you know, you're At the paid. End of the day, you're going to they're going to win. You can only give them your best advice. Yeah. And be str and be as and, and I think it's funny. I think like big big companies, especially the ones that you work with, they have a lot of history. A lot mm -hmm. of you know, it's just it isn't a overnight change. Right. It is. They have an institutionalized bad yeah, behavior. Yeah, and you do sometimes. gotta stay on it, and that's why yeah. a lot of this stuff it's, it's, oh, it takes a while, mm -hmm. right? You you gotta like set the charges and let the thing happen, and it's gonna kind of yeah. grow and move and. But I don't want to. I don't want to let myself off the hook for. Yeah. I don't want to say, oh, well, just because the client's paying me, I can't say anything controversial yeah. to them. Yeah. I think that Amy and I are like, we are always going to have that bullshit meter for ourselves yeah. on if this, if this, if we recommend something to a client mm -hmm. and we see that it's not getting any traction and we really firmly believe it's the right thing to do because, you know, for a million different reasons, yeah. um, if they choose not to do it, maybe we're just not the company for them. You know, we don't yeah. have to, I don't think we have to get in anybody's face and, and yeah. tell them they suck, but right. I think... You know, if we make a recommendation and yeah, you're um, going to fail ultimately if they're not going to do it. You yeah, know, yeah, that's yeah, and it. we're not. Yeah. We don't pretend to be. You know, yeah. the, the most amazing. You know, smartest people on the block. I think you, we just. You guys are. We just. <laughs> we just have. I think we have. A, um, we have good intuition. Yeah. About certain things, and we have a real just like I would say common sense approach to some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, that and a perspective that you know these big companies with all these politics sometimes get mired in all that shit yeah. and us coming in and just saying hey we see the situation for for yeah. what it is yeah. can be real really refreshing yeah. to them good cool um, okay do you have anything else that you really wanted to say and you didn't get a chance
thought. Um, I apologize for my dog's behavior. Okay. That's <laughs> that was fair. bad. And I apologize for all the cursing. Uh, I mean, kind of like, sorry, not sorry. That's what sorry. HR people, that's what HR people do. <laughs> right? HR people are the most inappropriate in your building. Go, they really are. <laughs> you might be right. You might be right. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank okay, you. Good. And we'll come back, uh, we'll circle back in six months and see how you're doing. Perfect. That'll be fun. Thank you. Thanks, Jen.